You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's the Undercard. The Undercard brings you the best in hand combat sports. Featuring major interviews, current events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is sponsored by Fallen Down Beer Company, Podcast and Church Studios, and is produced by Rochelle Witten. And now, here are your hosts, Brad, Cody, and Jimmy. Welcome officially to episode 271, but more importantly than that, Jimmy... We are at our five-year anniversary. Yeah, that is sorry. Correct. I'm moving. I'm moving the camera because the, I'm short. Well, no, the uh, what I uh, what I had was not going to work. Okay, so I'm, no I'm still figuring out. There we go. That's better. Okay. Um. So we're going to talk about uh, celebrating our five-year anniversary, probably in like the twenty-minute mark. But we got a great show lined up for you. First off, coming in studio, we have Anthony Barnes, who's fighting a week uh, from Friday. He's fighting down at Soundboard Casino. He's coming in, and of course, Anthony. I mean, it, it's fitting that he's he comes in. He's been on the show enough over five years, and he's a good friend of the show. Right. Uh, right. Our co-host Cody will be joining us in a little bit. Uh, Cody Stamen, of course, but. Very excited about Eric DeLeon coming off of, uh, I would say, a disappointing draw and the fact that I thought he won the fight. I went back and watched the fight again, thought he won the fight, Mm -hmm. Um, but ranked fourth in the United States. Not only that, um, from Detroit, Detroit proud, and we're we're happy to have Eric DeLeon coming on the show. He's going to be on the show at the 8.30 mark. At the 7.45 mark, we're going to have Josh from our our friends from Top Rope Review. Uh, oh, right. It's WrestleMania yeah. week. Yeah. Buddy, so we got to mm-hmm. get his li- a little wrestling breakdown. Right. And then after right. that, we'll we'll snooze on wrestling for a summer. But uh, we will talk WrestleMania. But leave it to uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez to give uh, our five-year anniversary show a good start. And the fact that he officially. How is that a good start? Huh? How is that a good start? I'm just saying he gave For us topics. something newsworthy. Like, right. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 it's a topic. Scandal. It's I have kept my mouth shut scandal. for long Scandal. Scandalous. Um, yeah, Canelo now has officially pulled out of the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, Going to give a brief take on it, but um, let's, let's go back a couple weeks. Here. All right. Let's go back a couple weeks. MGM Grand was going to offer refunds. The hearing was coming up. Canelo was not even going to be at the hearing. And this thing looked like it was probably on life support anyways. And I think this is totally speculation, not one source here. But I think that this fight wasn't going to happen anyways. Now, whether it's a smart decision by Canelo to pull out and not just have them cancel it, I don't know. But... You know, if there is some respectability in the fact that he has pulled out, I would say that it's maybe saving people from buying ticket fares, uh, planning on coming for a fight that maybe he knows isn't going to happen. Um, well, and and my whole my whole take on it was this uh, <clears throat> with the um, 
the speculation about what what happened and whether or not he was actually uh, enhancing himself and all that kind of stuff like that. Like if they had gone through with the fight, even if he was, you know, um, absolved of all charges right now, because it's so close to the fight, if he lost, it would be tainted. If he won, it would be tainted. So I think it's actually a very smart move that that Canelo said, okay, you know what? I'm going to back out with all this controversy that's going on. I'm going to back out. We're going to reschedule it. We'll do it another time when this is not going on. And we're going to give people the fight that they want, that there's no controversy behind it, that it, win or lose, they can say that, you know, that it was a clean fight. Now, I don't think this fight will ever happen now. Uh, you don't think so? No. Michael Woods, who knows much more than me, and I like to joke around about people that have forgotten more about boxing than I know. Um, he thinks that there's just too much money that it won't happen. But I just think that it will not happen. Now, let's remember Golovkin's age. Let's remember that. Now, Now here's the thing. If you're the Nevada State Athletic Commission – um, your temporarily suspend your temporary suspension can make you look like a badass now, because just like uh, somebody pleading guilty to something in court, you now can lay down the hammer on it because you know it, it, he's he's pulled out. The fight's not going to happen anyways. So maybe maybe they can give him a longer suspension, and so a long suspension. For Alvarez would also mean that the Golovkin fight's not going to happen, right? Yeah, um, I mean, but I supposedly it's, it's a it's it's about the dispute on the tainted meat. So I I, I think Alvarez pulling out does not claim um, responsibility. I right. don't think I don't think he's saying that because you know I'm pulling out because I did do wrong. Um, Alvarez still says that he tested positive because he ate meat contaminated with salabutrol. Sol- <laughs> Dude, I still can't I pronounce it. So, uh, in Mexico, where farmers sometimes sala 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 not, not gonna work here no more. Not gonna sala, fight. Not gonna, not gonna fight, fight on anymore. May fifth no more. Um, sala. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Alvarez did give a quote. To the ringer.com, or the ringer just picked it up from someplace and are claiming it. But he said, I want to clarify the situation. I have always done tests, voluntary anti doping association before my fights. They are voluntarily or volunt- voluntary. I have always agreed to them before my fights and they have always come back negative. I am a clean fighter. On this occasion, the results showed small traces of, um, can't pronounce it again, but there you go. How did this happen? I don't know. Unfortunately, there is a public problem in my country in Mexico. Football, cycling, soccer, boxing, people have tested positive for this. This can be transmitted through meat in Mexico. Contaminated meat is what caused us. That is my statement. That has happened in all sports. So the biggest fight of the year will not be happening. Mix that in with nothing to do with boxing, but Tony Ferguson getting injured in UFC. And just like a, a downer of a week in hand combat, um, <laughs> because now uh, Max Holloway has to step up and get murdered. Right. Uh, <laughs> he's going to get paid, but he's going to get murdered. Uh, but, yeah, good for Max Holloway. But uh, I, I just I, I guess the, the sad part about it is Canelo, 
he's a likable guy. He's doing commercials with Sylvester Stallone. He's got all of Mexico behind him. Mm -hmm. And if it was a mistake he knew about, what a costly one. And if it's not, just what bad luck. I mean, just unbelievable. Because you're right, Jimmy. rest of his career, suspicion will always be there. And that's unfortunate because there's no doubting his talent. But, you know, that's where we're at. Right. Um, that sucks. The fight is off, but they gave us something newsworthy. So yeah. now Golovkin, who is not a pay-per-view star by no means, even though he is one of the biggest boxing names in the world, this is going to be a fight that um, Golovkin will will fight somebody. Who he will fight, I have no idea. Um, to tell you the truth, uh the casual boxing fan probably lost interest as soon as they saw that Canelo is now officially out of it. Um, I don't know, man, it just bad day for boxing. It's just bad. I mean, it's, it's, it's equivalent. Uh, I think Michael Wood said it last week to Kevin Durant testing in the NBA or, or Michael Jordan. It's just the worst thing that could possibly happen for the sport at this time, mm-hmm. and I was in a bad mood last week. I'm not saying I'm out of the bad mood yet either, but I'm just saying that just boxing sometimes I feel like I could just walk away from it and, and be done with it. And then this happens, and then I feel like I could walk away with it and be done with it just because um, it's such a weird sport, and it's just it, it, it disappoints more often than it makes me feel good. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I mean – I. I don't know. I mean, do you think boxing is like on its way out? No. I mean, it's always going to be there, but it doesn't mean that me and my colleagues behind the scenes can't just kind of sigh at it and kind of be tired with it. Yeah. I kind of look at it as, um, you know, the funny thing is me and my colleagues, we, we really do treat it as a job. So when somebody comes up to us and they're like, oh, you're very lucky to be doing this or you're very lucky to be doing that. Uh, Rochelle will tell you, I, I treat it like a job. And so I, I never look at it as lucky. And maybe I should. But um, I made a lot of friends from the sport. These are friendships that I will always cherish and made a lot of family members through it. And so I, that part of the sport I will never get tired of. Um, but this just non, God, non-structural feeling is annoying, you know? And, and I think that, um, you know, and it comes from like Mayweather Pacquiao when they were arguing how long they would fight and, and then, you know, injuries happen in, in this sport and then all of a sudden, that can throw off something, you know, not, nothing else is like that. I mean, it, it, Jimmy, if me and you were on a racquetball team and we were named, you know, team a, mm-hmm. you get injured, it's substitute. People can still go see us a uh, team a play. You know, right. if, if the Cubs lose their best player, you can still see it play. It's just such a weird sport. And the fact that something like this could happen, the whole event's gone now because it's one-on-one individuality. And it's just, that's the part of the sport that's just so tough for the casual fan to get on board with because it's it has that un- unpredictability, that non-structure feel to right. it. And although these athletes are kind of their own bosses and sign with managements and get to pick their own fights, this is the downfall of it in the fact that, it you know, 
I don't know. It's it's tough to explain, dude. I can't even put it into words how disappointed I am today. But whatever. You know, yeah. like li- life life unfortunately will go on in boxing. And <laughs> no, I, I you know, I don't I don't want to sound too bitter about it, but it just it like really pisses me off. Um could have been anyone else. And then mix that in with what happened this weekend with Joshua and Parker and how bad that fight was. And that was supposed to be a good heavyweight fight. Right. That's absolutely horrible. Like, yeah. I mean, a bad week, bad seven days for boxing. Not even seven days. So that Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, four days, four bad days. four days in boxing. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, um, I mean, but it's the nature of the, the sport, you know, I mean, the nature of the beast. It is. It, like you said, it sucks, you know, because I, I I was trying to think you were saying that, you know, if one guy gets injured or he can't compete or whatever, the whole thing shot. I was really trying to think of like other sports where like that might happen. And there really isn't the only thing that you could kind of compare it to is if like you followed a specific Olympian who competed in an individual sport and then they got injured or they couldn't compete or whatever. And then you couldn't. You couldn't watch them, but you know, I mean, it's, it, it's still not the same, but you just, I don't know. I mean, it, you're really putting a whole lot on two guys shoulders or two women, you know, depending on, on who's fighting, you know, it's a whole lot of pressure to not only stay healthy and give them a good show, but to, you know, keep that competitive edge without cheating, you know? Mm. So I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I can't think of any other sport where, <laughs> where you have that, that issue, you know? I mean, every other sport's a team sport. So one guy goes down, you have somebody that steps in, you know, right. Verlander can't pitch, you'd throw in another pitcher, you know, <laughs> you know, the, your goalie in hockey is sick. You throw in another goalie, you know, it just, yeah. It, it's yeah you might not be your favorite person but you can still the game's not over because one guy gets sick or injured or whatever the individual the what makes the sport great the individuality and their courage and their willing to put their lives on the line for income or to give their family a better situation the thing that's great about the sport is also the double-edged sword that if something's to happen to this person or uh you know, you know what happened here with Canelo. I don't know who to believe, and I told Michael Woods that I don't know. You know, I, I've interviewed Canelo before. I've I've been with Canelo before. Um, I don't know though. I don't know him. Yeah, I don't know. I would like it's to hard think. To say. <laughs> I'd like to think he didn't, but then yeah. Michael Woods tells me that you know how much meat you have to eat for this to even pop up. Well, I mean, he is a boxer who is training, and you're going to eat a lot of protein. You are going to eat a lot of meat. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, is it possible? Yes. Is it likely? Eh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's feasible, but not, you know, it's in the realm of possibility, but not probability, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got you. I am drinking uh, <laughs> uh, the Blonde Cherry Beer from uh, Falling Down Beer Company. How is it? It's actually good. Yeah. It's a slow pour out there, though. Yeah. Yeah, to get up to like about here, it took forever. <laughs> um, but Falling Down Beer Company, of course, uh, sponsors the show. But so that is the great news that Canelo gave us to uh, start off the show. There's always relative term great news. 
Well, because there's always controversy right, uh, in the sport. But let me just touch on really quick as we move the show on. I do have to talk Parker and Joshua. After seeing Joshua beat Klitschko, I thought, well, I'm not sure Wilder would beat Joshua. Then after watching the Joshua-Parker fight, even though it was terribly officiated inside the ring by the referee, I'm not sure that Joshua would would beat Wilder now. I don't know. I mean, that that another part about the sport that's so great is that you just get to speculate. There's so much speculation in the sport. It's it's worse than the stock market, really. And, you know, so if this fight happens, now I kind of would maybe bet Wilder because I thought Joshua looked so horrible. But I do want Wilder to go overseas and fight there because those soccer arenas and everything look absolutely amazing. But... Um, now I'm not sure. I don't know. Who knows? And I should be rooting for Wilder. Wilder's a super nice guy. Um, you know, and his backstory is absolutely amazing. But I think Wilder's power and his power late in the rounds might now be a, a factor for Joshua. But it looked so bad that I thought if Klitschko came back and was in somewhat good shape, he could maybe beat Joshua. It was just not a good fight for Joshua. Uh, not a good fight for a Saturday afternoon to watch. And uh, when you thought the heavyweight division was getting a little bit of momentum, that fight happens. And then you're kind of like, okay, well, it's Wilder and Joshua and nobody else. Maybe maybe uh, Miller from, uh, you know, uh, Salida and Greg Cohen. Maybe he's somewhere in the mix, but he's not the size of those guys. Uh, so, yeah, what a bad fight. Four freaking days in a row. And then just to switch really quick to MMA, I know I, I, I try not to do that because I'm, I'm confusing people, but Tony Ferguson goes down with an injury. Let's not – let's just call it what it is. That is a huge blow, and that's something you cannot control. And uh, I, Cody, who will be here in a few minutes – well, there's Cody. We're just hey. talking about you. <laughs> um, we're just talking about Tony Ferguson here really quick. Uh he might, you know, Cody's really short, so you might really have to adjust that. Well, that's camera. why I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm about to see here what, what happens. Uh, oh man, that's bad. <laughs> no, keep just, just get, get in your position wherever you're gonna up? be, and I'm gonna. No, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. Just gonna have to move the camera. There we go, right there. Perfect. That's perfect. Um, let, and let's here, actually bring the. Bring that, yeah, the microphone. There you go. There you go. A little Specs Howard one And also, you move your microphone a little bit over that way. Like, talking to the side of it, not right in front of it. There There we go. go. Okay. Is that my good side, though? Yeah. So, um, let's, we're just talking Tony Ferguson. What a huge blow to this card, even though it's still going to be a good card. Nothing you can do about it. It's an injury, but that's the sport, man. (laughs) uh, I mean, I heard that it was... A like a freak accident. He was walking to go talk to somebody, wasn't he? Like, like somebody he knew. He like tripped and hurt his yeah knee. I mean that is insane. I, I feel for the guy. That's got to be absolutely brutal. Um, yeah, it's, especially like that close and like in that in that way, man. Yeah, I feel I feel bad for him. But they saved the day. I mean, Max Holloway's a perfect replacement, Morning. right? Uh, I don't think Max is going to win. I'm not going to say no chance, but, um, I think Khabib is the absolute last guy I'd ever want to fight on seven days notice. Exactly. But that guy pushes a pace that's hard to keep up with as even if you have a full camp. But is there any truth to Max 
is there any truth to Max might be able to surprise him because he's training with Fer- uh, for Ferguson? Because all of a sudden his camp has changed too. You're preparing for one guy and now you got Max Holloway. Similar body types though. Yeah. You know, it's like pretty much the same height, same size guys. The only difference is now you're fighting. I mean, and they're both pretty much for the most part strikers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think Khabib's game plan changes for anyone. Right. He knows he's a better wrestler every time he gets in the cage. He knows he's got a better top game than everybody else. But I don't know. Holloway could crack him. Holloway could catch him. You know, I think Holloway hits harder than Tony Ferguson does. Would that mess up the Moscow weekend? Because you know they want Khabib. <laughs> like, I mean, they, they, they already want, know. Yeah, they want Khabib and Connor to fight. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, that's the only. I mean, even if it's not Connor, you know. Anyone really. Because that's right. He's, he's a star, draw, yeah. right? Uh, if if Max Holloway was to pull up this upset, and I'm not sure what he will be underdog wise, but he will be an underdog. Um, that would definitely mess up the Moscow date. Would you? Would you like the Moscow to fight over there? No. We were talking. Depends how- on, am I fighting a Russian? Oh no! Shit! If I'm fighting a Russian in Russia, and hell no! Because <laughs> <laughs> if that judge gives me a fight, then. So family gets killed, I think. I don't know what the rule is, but I think that's the rule. Oh, that ain't good. No, I don't. That, I've heard a lot of bad stories about guys in Russia. I heard a story where um, this guy, like, submitted a guy, like, with a choke, like, right in the meeting of the fight. And the ref, like, said there was a nut shot and stood him up and made him fight again. <laughs> made him keep fighting. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. Yeah, it's a scary place to fight. Uh but still excited for the car, right? Because you got Thug Rose still going at it. Um, I, I I totally think she's going to win. If I have to make a prediction again, I think she defends her belt. Um, but not a bad card. It's just we were talking about disappointment. We started off the show talking about Canelo. He's pulled out of the Golovkin fight. Because he knows he's getting suspended anyways, probably. That's, that's exactly what I that's said. That's what we were saying, yeah. That, like, you know. He just beat the pre preemptive. Yeah, he knew he was getting suspended, so he just did <laughs> what he knew was already happening. If he pulls out, it looks better than if he he gets suspended. You know what I mean? And and there there could be the fact that he doesn't want people to spend money, get hotel fares, and stuff like that. I really do believe, you know, whether or not he cheated, that he doesn't want his fans to be hurt from this and it, pulling out sooner than later is better for the people that are going to the fight and trying to scramble and get their money back. And MGM was always already offering refunds on the fight, but just a weird four days in hand combat with that happening. And, and, um, obviously Ferguson, I guess was, saw someone he knew started walking over to someone he knew and got injured, which just, I mean, tough as nails, but then that something like that freak accident happened. And so, that's wild. I know. Like, uh, I saw an MMA fighter one time. They were playing beach volleyball, and uh, this guy's career was going pretty good. And I just remember thinking, you know, beach volleyball, you, you play it barefoot, and there's no, like, support. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when you're running in sand, you know, and I just, like, nothing happened with him. But I remember, like, he was a little bit out from a fight, just thinking that was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen because, like, beach volleyball – 
I've, I've seen some ACLs turn, torn in beach volleyball and yeah. stuff just because, like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, running it's through the sand. Uneven, yeah, the uneven, uneven ground. ground and um, It's not really that soft. Right. Yeah, and I just remember doing that. But he, here's a guy that, you know, just was for all intents and purposes just walking and that happens. But uh, where are you going to be watching the, the fights there? Yeah, I don't know. Any viewing parties or anything going on? I don't know. I don't have any plans for the fights. Um the fight I'm really looking forward to is the uh, Paul Felder uh, L. I. Quinto fight. Mm-hmm. Who do you like in that one? I think L. could beat him. Yeah, you know, Paul Felder's looked awesome his last few fights. But I think if there's someone that could beat him, it'd be um, L. I. Quinto. He's a tough dude. Real good everywhere too. Yeah, stylistically, it's a bad fight for Paul Felder. I think. Uh, with Paul Felder, do you think that um, he controls the fight and L. I don't want to say he's a spoiler there, but Al has to fight his fight because it seems like Paul is very good at, like, I don't want to say enforcing his will, but he dictates the fight. Yeah, he's he's a tough guy. And if he gets you moving backwards, he does really well. Like, Darren fought him perfectly. He just stayed on him, made him, pushed him back. Um, and, you know, and, and uh, you know, Paul just took everything Darren had and eventually wore him out and, and finished him, but... Uh, I Quinta is one of those guys that's going to come forward, going to get in his face. He's going to make it an ugly fight, and he's a super tough guy. Like he won't mentally break, and he'll be in really good shape. So I could see him, see him pulling off the. I think he's probably, um, and I'd imagine he's probably an underdog in that fight. I'd see him pulling the upset. Nice. Um, I will actually be at Eastern Michigan where they are having MMA, boxing, and a concert. Uh, so. After that, I'm hoping to go catch the last two fights of UFC somewhere around that area. But an MMA boxing card, I guess they're going to alternate what? the MMA and the what? boxing. Uh, well, I mean, what is going on with that? I just found out about that today. <laughs> uh, it's called Vegas Nights. There's a ladies' lounge. Not only that, there's some casino gambling yeah. at the Eastern Convention Center. Yeah. Uh, our ring girls, of course, will be there. And Massages. I don't know what that means, though. I, I think it's the massage lady we see everywhere. She has, like, yeah, she has like this little technique with a ball. And I tell you, there's not a better venue in Michigan. I don't think. Is it? Is it massages or is it? No, massages? no, no. It, it, no, no. It's oh, like okay. massage. No, look at mine. Legit massages, dude. You never uh, know. No, no, no. I'm I know the guys. You never know. Show. I'm very interested. <laughs> <laughs> You're more than welcome to come. And then afterwards, we go find we, UFC, though. I think we have a, a girl fighting. Kelly Cutler, I think, is fighting. I think. Yeah, she's, she's the fighting. main event for the MMA, I think. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit out of the loop. <laughs> I believe she's the she's fighting uh, that Kara girl, right? Kara. <laughs> the girl that just fought Lucia Zapatetta. Yeah. I don't know her name. I just know that's just what I found out today. Kara Sassoon. Sassoon, S-I-S-S-O-N. No. Um, Tyner's fighting again. I mean, Tyner's 43. 42, 41. Yeah, he's older than me. He's fighting. But he's fighting for some title. Um, James Ballard has a rematch that fight. I'll run down the fight um, when you do what's on tap of what's going on there. I think it's four or five boxing matches, and I think it's four or five MMA fights. And then there's a concert, too. The wow. Convocation Center at Eastern They're Michigan. They're just trying to hit a large yeah. target market, huh? Yeah. They are. They are. <laughs> You like music come one, or come fighting. all, see everything. Yeah. I told Rochelle, like I just are fighting or massages. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I told Rochelle, I just want to be surprised by the whole event. I haven't even asked be, being part of the production side of it. I don't want to know anything, but I just want to be just as surprised. Just as anyone. when do I show up? Yeah, when right. do I show so up and surprise where, me? And then put me where you need me. 
Because it'd be cool if they played a band in between fights. That would be cool. Um, the one thing I don't want to happen is that it be at the end of the night and then we have to stick around for the concert. That That's the one thing I wouldn't want. Uh, but you, Mr. Social Entertainment, did a beer chugging contest in, <laughs> at the Delta Plex with a famous motocross guy? Or I really don't know who he is. He, he got famous on, on YouTube. Making these uh these <laughs> these videos that they're actually really hilarious. <laughs> he just like jumps like old dirt bikes and quads and he's super famous in the whole motor motocross world. He's got like half a million followers on Instagram just from saying I'm I'm still gonna send it. <laughs> he's sort of that's his whole uh catchphrase. He's he, he's actually really really he's Canadian dude, really, really nice dude. Wears a wears a jean jacket and like old jeans. Of course, he Canadian does. tuxedo. He's I, Canadian. He has a he's mullet. Got a mullet. Too. Yeah, yeah, he had a mullet. He's he's definitely uh he's a character. He's a fun. He's a funny dude. Uh, yeah. So that just came about like I randomly just asked, and I was like, "Dude, tell Larry the Enticer I can whoop him in a beer drinking contest." <laughs> and then and he, you went down though. You lost. And then I lost. Uh, Never challenge a Canadian to a drinking contest. <laughs> so it was a twenty-four ounce Budweiser. I mean, it wasn't like it was a can. I mean, right. <laughs> uh, he looked like he's done that before, though. Like yeah. he's been challenged he's, at other arenas. And he, he's he's. I mean, that's what he he like drinks and rides snowmobiles and dirt bikes. So I was like, screw it. I think it'd be fun if we just tried it out. I thought it was a lot of fun. Hey. Um. But it looked like he had fun. How how was, was the fun. rest of the motocross event? It was. It was a it was a really fun event. The whole thing. I mean, uh, I've never been to an event like that, especially not in the back. Like they literally raced like nonstop, I and mean, it smelled like I felt like I was high when I left that place because there's so much just like, fumes. fumes. Yeah, but it was cool, cool event. Now motocross brings out the hottest women, but brings out some of the scuzziest guys. That yeah. that's the Which experience I had. Which is weird. A lot of be- it's a, it's a beer drinking sport for sure. So it's like MMA. Do the scuzzy guys have a chance at the hot women at those? competitions or are they you just see, there for the you ever see like it's like the tokyo rose the trailer park she's always at all those events the mma fights at the motocross events it's the same thing you get your uh got your white trash and then you know then all the chicks that are wearing little skirts and dresses <laughs> everybody's drinking budweiser <laughs> yeah i must say i used to date a motocross rider when i was like 19 though look at look at her did he have a mullet <laughs> no no, no mullet. This guy had a mullet. Yeah. And this guy had his own merchandise, too, because I saw people walking around he, with he's famous. He is doing okay for himself. <laughs> Making a <laughs> hundred, really is. $100,000 probably a year plus. Look, look him up on, I mean, I mean, they paid him pretty well to be there. Like, he was getting, he was doing appearances at, like, all the local you know, <laughs> power sports shops for, like, right, a so thousand bucks this? a piece. His name's Larry the Enticer. Oh, well, there you go. I'll laugh if you can't. He's got like tighter, but he over a half play. million followers on Instagram. Like, he, well, I mean, people I'm were, on, on were drooling over him. I mean, there was a line of people waiting to get shit was, signed from him. Was he signing girls' breasts and shit like that? No, I didn't see that. I would have liked to have seen that. But. Like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> He's just sweet. signing girls' breasts and That'd stuff. Sweet. Yeah, no. Don't wash that. Oh, no, Ricky Bobby. Don't wash that. <laughs> it's going to be worth something later. Uh, but, Shake and bake. So was that during an intermission? Yeah, we did that in intermission. Nice. Yep. Yep. I'm usually pretty good at that too. That might be one of the only times I've ever lost shotgun on a beer. Yeah. I was I was pretty confident I was going to beat him. 
Well, if it comes back, you, you got reason to challenge them if you're not in camp. Got practice. I mean, one beer. You wouldn't believe how many people are like, that's really smart, drinking beer when you're a fighter. I'm like, you, but you don't have a fight book. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, exactly. <sighs> what? <laughs> exactly. And you don't have a fight coming up. You obviously you don't know it. what you don't know what athletes do on their off season, right? Yeah. Exactly. The worst. Well, yeah. here, here's the thing. We all have like drinking and eating disorders. That w- that was uh, <laughs> that was good marketing for you though. That, yeah, that kind of went viral. Smart. It was like UFC fighter Cody Stamen shotgunning a beer. Didn't even. Yeah, say- I got like six followers from it. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't even mention. It didn't even mention the enticer. It said UFC fighter Cody Stamen. So like you were top billing over the enticer, even though you lost in the. Beer even drink. though I lost, it would have been a lot different if I beat him. Oh my god! Can you imagine? He yep. he might be competitive enough that he would have fired up another one, dude. Like I'm put a loser. the. <laughs> no, You're only, only as good as your last fight, and my last competition, I lost. So. <laughs> Well, we are joined by Anthony Barnes. Anthony, you got a fight coming up at uh, Soundboard. Yeah, yeah, I do. It's been a like week, two years, but yeah. A week from uh Yeah, like 10 Friday. days from now or yeah, 11 t- days or something yeah. like that. Uh, and this is happening at Soundboard. I talked to Carlos, I think, two days ago. Um, not a lot of fights or not a lot of tickets left. It's night of knockouts. Uh, at Soundboard, which is actually, I've been calling every venue a good venue, but Soundboard's a great venue. That's an awesome venue. Um, so welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. You know, thank you. It's you, been you, a while. He, he took my spot. And, and nah, nah, nah. Like, First off, you'll never catch Cody <laughs> no, now. He's never. an official co-host. And so like he, he, he's been here all the time. Uh, but the other thing is we are celebrating five years. So it didn't oh. seem right for you not to be here. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Five years. We haven't even talked about it yet. We were waiting for you guys to come here. But five years, there's marriages that don't even last five years. And I've never dated anyone even close to five years. No? Same. No. no. What, what's the longest? I don't know. Consecutively? The relationship that I'm in right now, it's over a year. Oh, okay. It's usually like an on and off thing. Mine's almost was almost two years. Close. Okay. Super close. Yeah, two two years is a big big commitment. Yeah, yeah, we eh, not really. No, no, not really. Think about it. Like, I mean, it's it happens two years. fast. Yeah, it's yeah it happens super fast. It's two years. This went oh, by my. in a blink of an eye. What? Uh, I'm on his Instagram. I'm oh, sorry. he's looking oh. at the, in- the enticer. <laughs> looking at the enticer's Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> it immediately went to like. Guy. What's that? He's a popular guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He looks like Joe Dirt. I'm sorry. Just a little bit. <laughs> Do you know who Larry the Enticer is? Yeah, I think so. I'm almost positive. <laughs> He's going to Google him right now. Um, no, no. Look at his I'm still pretty gonna, sure. Still going to send it. Dude, people. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. Me. I definitely know who he is. That's <laughs> for sure. He's yeah. a super nice. Like, Denim humble. Danger. Denim Danger. Yeah. Wow. Never mind. I 100% know who he is. <laughs> so funny because my brother like loves him. Yeah. He like got to meet him and stuff. That was cool. He's 22 years old. That guy is. What? He's 40. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, no. I would I would have never assumed. I'm just looking at him again. I would have never assumed that guy is. He he could pick out any prize on the midway at Cedar Point if I was guessing his age. There's no way I would have thought he was that young. I would have thought mid-30s, at least. <laughs> 20, 32, 33. 22. Wow. Dude, he's probably making more money than all of us. Oh, Easy. <laughs> easy. And and just saying, what's the catchphrase? I'm still gonna send it. Dude, just, we gotta, just gonna send it. Just gonna send it. Yep, All right. it is, there it is, right, right there, just there. Oh boy. Yep. But yeah, so we, 
We're celebrating five years on this end of the table. Five freaking years. Yeah, that's that's tough to imagine. I mean, yeah, there's I'm not. To, I'm trying to think many things out there. Five I think, years. I think my second marriage all together. We were together for six years. You were married twice. Twice. Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, you did. No, Fuck I didn't. You. I swear to God, I never. You did, did know that. No, I we didn't talked know about it numerous <laughs> times. I also didn't know I you swear. were ever married. Yeah, I swear. You knew. Uh, no, nope. Barnes. We've talked about it on the show with you on. No. So how many Just times have you been married listen. now? Three, twice. Two times. Two times. Two times. Okay. Yeah, two so times. It was a recent Divorced breakup. Twice. Uh, well, uh, about oh, a year five. ago, Jimmy. Like. I swear, I never knew you were married. I, the girlfriends <laughs> I didn't here and there, either. like, not married. Never knew. I thought you were a Tinder addict. Right. I met Brad <laughs> through my ex-wife. True story. Mm. Are, you, are you guys still friends? Who, him and his ex-wife? Or me and you his and, ex-wife? No. And his ex-wife. No. no. Actually, it's funny. I got Brad in the breakup. I got Brad and Rochelle in the breakup. <laughs> I, I wasn't part of that. Isn't that weird yeah, how that were. happens? No, Isn't that weird so, how that happens? Like... Yeah, <laughs> kind of divide up the friends. Well, it, I, I met I met him through my ex, and then when we started doing the radio show, like we became really good friends. And then when my ex and I separated, like we just remained friends, and she went off to do her, you know, other things. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm not trying to like. But you said she went and did her other things, <laughs> like like she was doing other dudes or something like other that. Things. Like, well, other things. I am not. I am. I am not saying anything on it's air. Maybe maybe off air. I'll, <laughs> I'll say a few things, but not on air. So we're not your longest relationship yet. At five, not years. well. Actually, you are my longest relationship because I've known you for probably because we knew each other before we started the show. True. So About I a year think. Before. Well, I got home in September, and I think that's September, October, and I think that's when I met you. So September, October, a bar November, December, January, February, March, so April. <laughs> so five years and eight months I've known you. So it's really close. Yeah. It's really close. Drunk yeah. at a bar. No surprise. Yeah. I mean, uh, friend friendship-wise, no, because I, I do have a best friend that I've been best friends since we were freshmen in high school. So. No, no, I just meant yeah. compared to like girl relationships. Yeah, no. It's got, it's yeah. really, really close. Just his physical relationship. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know how, that. Yeah, how, how close are you? Like, you, got, you got that. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, before we did this show though, and I, I just got reminded this by Facebook. Um, we used to do trivia nights down in Woodward Avenue. Yeah. And officially, five years ago today, also we finished first place. We got our ten dollar yeah. gift card today because yeah. it came up on my feed. Yeah, That's we awesome. were going against these mighty minds every no, time. No, they were cheaters. I think they were. They Google were cheaters. They were, were cheaters. they were looking on their uh, phone. They were looking on their. Every phone. week we would go there and we would lose in these trivia contests, and to, to where it like motivated us like every week to like bring our A game. And then five years ago today, we also won that trivia contest. Yeah. But once we started the show, we didn't do the trivia contest no, anymore. No, we had other fish to fry. Right, but I don't know. Maybe another five years in us. Is really? Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. I mean, we'll let ten. We'll yeah. it's, it's 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 the youth <laughs> on that like, table that keeps God, us no. going. Yeah, it's exactly. The youth on the table yeah. that keeps us going. Yeah. Uh, so Anthony, and these two years off for people that are not familiar with what happened, you were dealing with some injuries and stuff. Tell tell us what was happening during these uh, two years off. Okay, so I had wrist surgery, 
Um, I had elbow surgery, um, and I had to, they had to go back and uh, I had to go back and get more cortisone and stuff like that in my uh, elbow afterwards because it didn't didn't heal right, prop you know whatever. So um, I had to do that more physical therapy. Um, I had shoulder issues, uh, more stuff with that. So I mean I don't know, like just oh yeah, and uh, management problems and stuff like that along the way. So it didn't really help. But, um, Good thing it's over now. Yeah, it's over now. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, a few more, a few more days, a few more days. So. Now I watched your Snapchat last night, and you were getting this. Uh, do you have the video so you can show Cody and Jimmy and uh, Rochelle? Because it's probably on my social media. So uh, what was it? It looked like it was out of Buck Rogers, the TV show. It was like no something idea. that looked like red. Oh, you were doing okay. like this yeah. ultra. So I went to Boost Cryo uh, therapy. therapy. Yeah, yeah. Um, did that and, um, and then I did like spot treatment, like, uh, you know, cryotherapy stuff. So like freezing the, the part. Like to the our age group, that looks like something out of a sci-fi show. Does that stuff really work? It helps a little bit, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't uh, know. I've never done the red light therapy. I've done cryotherapy. It's just fucking freezing cold. Yeah. <laughs> cryotherapy is pretty much just like an ice bath on steroids. So uh-huh. it's just really, really intense. It's only three minutes instead of 15 minutes. So it's it's nice. You got to be careful with your nipples in there. Yeah. My yeah, buddy Vince got frostbite on his nipple. Oh, for, uh, cryotherapy. That's better than go, like I what like I thought this. you were going to say, like they break off. That's what I was they thinking. Like or they just ding, ding. Yeah. If you're like, if you have any like moisture on you, it's done. Like all your skin tags fall off. Yeah, it's like negative fifty five degrees. It's yeah, your like your body temperature. It's like fifty degrees. Like put a little, uh, I don't know, like little laser thermostat thing on you, and it tells you that your outside temperature got to like fifty. And I don't know, I don't know the science behind it, but it works. Well, when we go on our break, I definitely want you to sh- show it because, like, I'm skeptical. Brad, skeptical with that. Because it looks just so science fiction, the the infrared stuff. I believe the freezing sure. stuff sure. works. But the the thing you had your wrist in, that looks like something out of you like know, Star she, Wars. She offered it to me. Um, I'm not saying you bought yeah, into it or anything. No, no, I mean like I was like, yeah, well, hey, why not? They, they have it at the performance institute. Do you see performance? Then it must they do have something. Like a red light tanning bed and a cryotherapy machine. So I feel like it. I feel like there's got to be. Some, I mean, they wouldn't just buy that just to. Yeah, I feel like whatever it's doing, it can't it. be negative. So. Right. Right. No, yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's not going to hurt. Uh, good. So do you got an opponent lined up or what, what's going on now? All right. So when it comes to opponents, um, there's a casino uh, online says I have an opponent, which if I'm not mistaken, um, it was like something Dozer was his last name. Um, he was one of the, the, the people that we were trying to get to sign a contract. We actually – we have we still had three people trying to get to sign a contract. Whoever signs it first wins more or less. But this guy's out because he actually just fought an Olympian on the Golden Boy card. Um Last weekend. So mm-hmm. he lost, and then I guess, you know, it didn't really end up well for him. So um, I guess they have two opponents that, that that have known about it for the last, you know, month and a half, two months. So um, I guess they're going over money-wise, like, what they're going to get. So Nice. You know. And then being a comeback fight for you, what are you looking to get some work in? Or I mean, uh, you can't control who's going to sign the contract first, but either way, you don't um, want a quick knockout. Probably. Either way, uh, one, one guy, um, he's a six and six Cuban guy, like really tough dude, um, just coming off another, like coming off a win. Um, and then the other one, he's like sixteen and twenty, coming off a win and like a couple draws or whatever. Um, 
I fought some really like good names. So um, truly, I don't really care if I get work. I don't get work. Uh, I'm going to try and do the same exact thing to you know either one. So uh, we don't get paid by the hour. So make it quick and that's it. Not too bad. Yeah, then I can go. I can go uh, chug a beer or something like that with Cody. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, Cody I need, needs I need to, to redeem myself. I know exactly. Yeah. Cody, Cody definitely needs to redeem himself over there. So he's probably up for the challenge there. Uh, so as as people don't know you, if they don't know you, you're you're from the Croc family and everything like that. Yeah. Talk, talk about like all of a sudden, um, Dimitri Salidas brought a lot of Russians in there. Man, it's been awesome. Um, it's been great because uh, we get we get so much different work now. We got. Uh, I'm not going to botch all their names. So either way, we have you know a heavyweight, light heavyweight, a cruiserweight, a super middleweight. Zuboff, yeah. I can pronounce. Yeah, that well, uh, Alexi, yeah. Um, Uboff, I can too, but he's not working at the crank, right? Uboff. Alexi? Yeah, no, 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 no. Uboff, uh, the the bullet, the guy that fights crazy. Oh no, the he, monster. No, yeah, I don't think he's. Uh, he works there sometimes. Okay, but um, right now I think he was in New York or something like that. Right now, um. But uh, we we got a, we got a lot of people. Um, Shown the one that fought uh, Sonny Fredrickson from yeah. Ohio. Um, he's in there every day. Lots um, of power. Yeah, a lot of power, speed, southpaw, super talented. Um, yeah, we, we have so much work right now. On top of it, we have Dominique Dalton. We have Joseph Bonus, uh, myself. I mean, and all the other, all the other Kronk fighters. I mean, it's right now. It's like the place to be if you want work. So. And this fight uh, puts you at you are at eight no or nine and zero. I'll be at ten and zero. Ten and zero. Yeah. Um, after this fight, how how quick are you looking to get right back into it? I already you know? got another one scheduled in Nashville um, in June, like around my birthday, like June twenty second, okay. um, and then one right after again back here um, in July. I think July eleventh or something like that. So. Um, Trying to get back really quick and get another contract so we can, you know, so I don't have to sell tickets to pay for opponents, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so, you know, fighting for free uh, isn't that fun. So, you <laughs> And know. you've also worked on your website. I just I saw it the other day. Very yeah. impressive. Uh, where can people follow you? Obviously. All right. So um, people can honestly, honestly go to my website, uh, anthonybarnesboxing.com. I have links to all my social media, my Twitter, which I don't really use. I, I don't like Twitter. Um in my Instagram, I was it your favorite underscore AB, and that's for my uh, Instagram and Twitter, and then uh, my Facebook is just Anthony Barnes. So now you weren't here, but we opened the show with Canelo pulling out of the Triple G fight. How disappointed as a boxer that this fight? I doubt this rematch will ever happen. I'm surprised that I'm surprised it didn't get canceled a long time ago. Mm-hmm. He failed the drug test, like. Who can get away with that? You know, like they're going to suspend him or even if they let the fight go and then say he beat Triple G, then what? Then everyone's like, yeah, well, he's on steroids. Like, you know, I mean, there I was know, like, like he yeah. failed the drug test. Like Jim, Jimmy said, there was no win for uh, Canelo there. You win, people say you're on roids. You lose, you've lost. Uh, the fight happens, they're mad that you weren't punished. The fight doesn't happen, they're mad that you maybe cheated like there was no literally no way canelo could win i mean there was no road that led to him his salvation it was an uncomfortable position yeah plus wouldn't he have gotten a huge like a mega fine from the nevada athletic commission yeah it's coming 
You think he's still going to get it? Oh, yeah. Now because now because he's pulled out, I think that allows them to lay down the hammer now. Hmm. Because I, I think if, if they thought the fight could happen, just because that that town lives on fights, you know, they, the, the prime example is when Mayweather um, allegedly, or I think he might have pleaded guilty, um, when he got in an altercation with one of his uh, – I guess the proper term is baby mama. Uh, they literally postponed his prison sentence so yeah. he could get a fight in because it meant so much to the city. Then he went and served three months. I believe he served three months in jail. Yeah. Um. So that town wants their money. But now that he's out, they can act like they're big and bad, I think, and just be like, punish him. Do, 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 do. Year, year suspension. For that just shows like these sanctioning bodies and the athletic commission and stuff. They really don't mean anything. If they don't, if they want the fight to happen, even if you test dirty, it will happen. You know what I mean? Right. Like when John Jones tested positive a month before his fight, nothing got released until like a month no. after well, the fight. Well, you guys use what? Uh, USADA, right? Or whatever? USADA is no joke. Like they show up wherever you sure. are, whenever you But go. it's a privately owned, you know, company. So. They can release what they want, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's But the UFC is paying them still, you know what I mean? The UFC pays USADA, so I still feel like the UFC kind of has USADA in their back pocket. Like, hey, yeah, it's, don't yeah, release that sure. shit right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. privately owned, that's the benefit. Like all that stuff with John Jones. I mean. It's crazy. Yeah, because they don't have to return he failed the pay-per-view money. Yeah. yeah, he failed the drug test, and he's like saying that he didn't know he was taking steroids. I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Nobody accidentally takes steroids, dude. Come on, like, you know what I mean? We'd all be we'd all be tested positive for steroids. <laughs> right. I My chicken know. had steroids in it. <laughs> like, no, that's not Oops. how it works. <laughs> the thing that makes me so mad about the John Jones thing is that Cormier mentioned it at the press conference that week, and John Jones got up and and, and showed his body, and he goes, "Does this look like somebody that's on his steroids and stuff?" And like he was playing the "I'm not on it" and everything. And he knew he already got popped. My theory is that somebody told him. You know what I'm saying? So, like, man, was he – like, he had to have known. Like you said, he tested way in advance. Like, so that's my theory. Like, what a performance because during the press conference, you're acting like, what's he talking about, DC over there? You know, look at sell this. it. Oh, he was selling yeah. it. Yeah. And, and then afterwards, gotta, he was selling just it. Just got to send it, you know? <laughs> just send it. Just just send it. it. <laughs> that's got to be a drop for us, dude. Just got to send it. I want to hear how he says it. Can you pull up Rochelle and get it on? Or Jimmy can. I can try. I, I want to hear exactly how he says it. Right, Does he say it with here. a Canadian accent? I don't. Like, I don't a, like a redneck Canadian accent. Uh, hold on a second. It's amazing. Did Kara Rowe like know him right away? He'd be like, oh, yeah, that's our, uh, that's our James Dean. <sighs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> James he doesn't seem like the kind of person that Kara would know. What's he called again? It's Larry the Enticer. Larry on his Instagram, it's just Larry Enticer. Enticer. Hold on, I'm, I'm going to see if I can pull up. Uh, special. Just going to send it. Uh, let's see. It's funny, having trouble sending it. <laughs> just going to send it. I'm just seeing if I can get just oh a small little clip. All right, let's see if I can pull this up here. He looks 35. <laughs> By the way, uh, I know Dave said that. I don't know, I just woke up from a little nap. It's a little dark, but you guys silly? We're going to have to use Cody's connections and get him on the show. Absolutely. Oh, jeez. Oh, beats. He's. Oh, my God. Okay. Dude, he's a Canadian jackass. 
Nice. That's exactly what it is. He's Canadian jackass. He went up a, an ice ramp on a snowmobile and landed just super awkward and hard on the other side, just like bounces off of it. Wow. Yeah. All it's right. pretty bad. Let's go to our first break. When we come back, what's on tap? Uh, 8.30, we got Eric DeLeon going to be on the show. And then uh, right after the break, we are going to try to track down um, our good friends from uh, Top Rope Review do a quick uh, pay-per-view uh, WrestleMania breakdown. Right. And then Eric DeLeon on the other side. Yeah. All right. All righty. You're listening to The Undercard, Hand Combat Radio. Welcome back to the Undercard, officially episode two seventy one, but five years in the book. We're joined by uh, Anthony Barnes. Um, Anthony Barnes has been on the show a ton over the five years, so it's great to have him on. Uh, stick around for the eight thirty mark. Eric DeLeon, who clearly, I mean, uh, Anthony, you you've been around Eric forever. You yeah, guys were roommates on the road. He's, um, he was my roommate, my teammate. Yeah, uh, couldn't happen to a nicer kid. Now is you know just everybody's talking about him with the big boys, which is great because you know this was a big test for him, and he he hung with a less talent, and so perfect. Yeah, he got a draw in a big fight on should have won it too. Should have won. Yeah, definitely the aggressor was um, pushing it. Yeah, and now uh, now he's just gonna get another big fight, you know. So I'm sure and a good payday too, and a good payday. Really good payday it's, because it was an exciting fight. He was yeah. bringing the he was bringing the tempo for sure. Yeah, he's HBO ready for sure. He nice was HBO ripped. ready. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god! All right, we're gonna do what's on tap. <clears throat> Can't do the uh, audio thing because we still don't have a a. <laughs> yep, we still don't have one that will reach my laptop. Thank you, Dave. Even though I've told, asked you about it several times. All right, uh, April sixth, starting off with boxing uh, at. Uh, the Villa Dominico in Argentina. We have Yesia Bop versus Soledad del Valle Frias. Ten rounds for Bop's WBA Women's Junior Flyweight title. April 7th, Las Vegas on Showtime. We have Jared Hurd versus Erzlande Laura. Uh, Twelve rounds for the IBF WBA Junior Middleweight Unification. Really quick, can you pause you there? Who, who you liking that, Barnes? I wasn't listening at all. Heard versus Laura. <laughs> oh, heard. I want her to win. Yeah, heard. Too, but Laura, Laura's very. He's more, he's more talented, but Heard's a big guy, and Heard can punch and have in his awesome chin. But Laura's going to be riding that bicycle backwards. Though. Yeah, but I think Laura's going to lose. All right. Uh, we also have Caleb Tro versus James Gadal. Uh, rematch. Twelve rounds for Tro's IBF Super Middleweight Title. Uh, we also, let's see, I think that's it for boxing. It is for, it for boxing. And I can't do anything for MMA uh, because my printer uh, is just like blocked everything out. Yeah. Your dog ate What's going on homework? this weekend, Cody? Uh, I didn't. Wait, so hold on. So I, I tried, I tried <laughs> so looking it up. Tap? But, <laughs> but uh, I did see in there, and you said you were going to talk about it, the um, – uh, the fight out of the Eastern uh, Eastern University. Yeah, so the, uh, locally, uh, you got a combination of MMA boxing. It's happening this Saturday at Eastern Michigan Convocation Center. Uh, plus, there's a concert. Um, Strippers, massages, dancing. It's Vegas Nights. Family <laughs> Entertainment, Vegas Nights. It's happening in uh, Yipsy on uh, Saturday night. Right. But more importantly... 
what's happening uh, on the national scene, UFC 223, right? No, not 223. Uh, yeah, it is. yeah, 223. UFC 223. It's like the biggest card I've seen in a really long time. Is it two Khabib? title fights? Funny and two it? title fights. Khabib Nagamedov. Not going to work here. <laughs> 145 on chance. Max Holloway are fighting. Funny enough, the site that I uh, go to to get you know the stuff for what's on tap did not have the UFC fight on there. That's ridiculous. I know. Tapology? What? No, tapology. it wasn't tapology. No, it did not have the UFC fight. But I knew 223 was this weekend. So I'm like, so I questioned myself because I'm like, is it next weekend? You got to up so your then, shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> so then I, I looked it up and it showed that it was this weekend, but it wasn't on the list. So I did write it down, but we had mentioned it. So like Cody said, yeah. this card's huge. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> around 4th of July, they do UFC, you know, that, that whole week. That card will be bigger. But right now, this card's yeah. The, the I cannot book. pronounce the girls' names to save my life. Uh, yeah. Johanna Rose. and uh, Rose. Rose versus Joanna. Rose. Joanna. Yaman Yunus and Joanna Yunjacek. Yep. There you go. Good. Good job. Cody's man. Yeah. He's here to put us in. Well, they, I mean, they fought on the same I mean, he's me, okay. so I like heard their names like ninety. Times. I was gonna say, <laughs> and he's a company man. He should know how to pronounce their names. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, who do you like in that one? Rose again, defending. I don't know. I I don't know. I really thought. I mean, I did a whole breakdown yesterday, but I don't really. I don't really remember. That's for another. I don't show. want to pick. We don't. We don't get breakdowns. I don't want to. Uh, I had some really intelligent stuff to say about the fight too. I said there's a lot of. Uh, what ifs in that fight because it ended so quite fast the mm-hmm. first time. But I also felt like Joanna uh, was probably sitting on a pretty high horse, maybe not training the way she should have, yeah. and got caught by someone who thought she was a lesser uh, opponent. And now I think she'll probably come back and be a little bit more hungry. And we were talking about it. With the, she kind of got knocked off her pedestal. Yeah, Joanna. Is it the Ronda Rousey effect where like the invincibility has gone Ooh. now? You know? you know what I think? I think that if they fought guys, they would get their asses kicked. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't totally. I, I, I. All right, so I'm going to call up Josh. Yeah, we're going to call up Josh. We're going to do a WrestleMania breakdown here really quick uh, for our 18 wrestling fans that tune in. So you're welcome. <laughs> this is uh, just for you guys. Oh, yeah. Anthony and I are just going to have a conversation in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about some super weird shit. <laughs> Hello? Hey, Josh. You're live on the air with the undercard. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. We're celebrating five, Hi, Josh. five freaking years. So uh, that, that's what we're doing right now. But uh, big week in well, wrestling. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thanks, yeah. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Cody gave you a thing. Thanks, Josh. Uh, so... Uh, if you're not familiar, Josh is on Top Rope Review. It airs on Sundays on the Podcast Detroit Network. Um, uh, really quickly, tell us a little bit about your show, and then let's dive into WrestleMania. Um, well, we're the uh, longest-running pro wrestling podcast in Michigan, and um, <clears throat> we're kind of a pro wrestling podcast until we're not. You know, we kind of kind of like the way that you guys. You know, I remember listening to a recent episode where I don't think you talked about combat sports for the first, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> that, we kind of do this. Yeah, that, that's kind of our, our milieu. Uh, we we are a combat, non-combat sports kind of show. We cover everything, including geek culture and nerd culture. 
Baseball. <laughs> Baseball, yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we do, we do a little bit of stuff on, or we'll have we'll have wrestlers on, and you know, um, when we have wrestlers on, we like to talk about everything that's not wrestling because you know these guys go on every podcast and they, oh, who are your inspirations and how did you come through the business? And we'd rather talk to them about like stuff that they like that's not you know and get a different interview than everybody else gets. So yeah. we have guys come on and talk about the Juggalo Gathering or like talk about Kiss for thirty minutes. You know, you never know what you're going to get when you. Tune in on Sundays. Is it real or fake? I have to know. <laughs> we like to say predetermined. <laughs> predetermined. I like that. God's will determines what happens. Uh, so big week. It is finally here. WrestleMania week. Uh, Ronda Rousey makes her official debut, even though she's been doing these uh, getting thrown through tables, these 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 shoot things, uh, these uh, interviews in the ring. Uh, how how big is this? And uh, I'm gonna guess if I had to bet my house on it, Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey win. Well, I don't think you I don't think you spend whatever money they've spent on her and bring her in and have her lose her first match. Um, but it, it's, I mean, it's a pretty big thing. Anytime they can bring in someone from outside of wrestling, you know, get that crossover appeal. It's, it's pretty huge. Um, it's, and it's a big risk to have someone do their first match ever on the biggest stage you can. So it, it's going to be really interesting. Now we, we talked about this briefly, but let's talk about it again. You know, Cody is a member of the UFC community right now. He fights for UFC to, to us that cover real combat sports and predetermined combat sports. We, we didn't fear Ronda Rousey anymore. We, we, we thought she was really exposed. What are they doing storyline wise to make her kind of badass again? And to tell you the truth, when I've been watching and I've been watching a lot more wrestling, her facial expressions are kind of annoying. I'll be honest. I, I'm not buying into it yet. I, I've given her a fair shot, I think, but. You know, I know she's learning on the job, but tell tell us what they're doing to make her seem like a badass when the rest of the world that is not from the wrestling community knows that she was very exposed and, you know, not that dangerous of a woman. Well, because it's sports entertainment and not real combat sports, you know, wins and losses in WWE don't mean nearly as much as they do in the UFC. And I think for the most part, they just ignore that stuff. And, you know, you know, like, so they'll talk about like Bill Goldberg or someone like that. And they'll say, oh, he was in the NFL. They won't tell you that he like was a nobody in the NFL. They just tell you that he was in the NFL. Like, so for Rhonda, they talk about, they, they call her the baddest woman on the planet, which isn't true. And they, <laughs> you know, they, they talk about how her, her, you know, she was champ, which, you know, they just kind of, they give you the highlights that, that matter. But the, you know, when, because wins and losses don't matter as much, you know, the crowd kind of, it's, we're already suspending our disbelief on a lot of other stuff like undead zombies and, you know, uh, <laughs> all sorts of other crazy stuff. It's easy to overlook that, you know, Ronda's losses in UFC. Yeah. Uh, what else is happening in WrestleMania? I know a lot of uh, good storylines are out there, but uh, the big one, um, from from a distance is this is the first time that The Rock and I believe The Undertaker will not be a part of it. Um, who are you looking up? Who are you looking to step up and 
uh, now that John Cena especially isn't as big of a star, who are you looking to step up and uh, probably be that that guy to carry us into the next uh, year? Well, one, um, r- the rumors are, have it that Undertaker and, and uh, The Rock will both be there in, in some capacity. Um, Brock Lesnar's on his way out, too. He's uh, supposedly coming back to your neck of the woods. So, we don't want him, um, though. No, you can a- keep him. Co- Cody will give you five five quick words of why he doesn't want Brock Lesnar in the UFC. He's on steroids. <laughs> He's on steroids. <laughs> He'll give you three, four words. <laughs> uh, Counting's well, hard. <laughs> well, I, I know I know Cody's not a big fan of uh, WWE, but uh, Brock Lesnar and is some someone we can definitely agree on because I. I think he's one of the worst things that ever happened to the WWE. So, uh, I, I don't like him at all. So, but, um, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, so who's going to step up? Because uh, Braun Strowman, uh, I, I think they, they kind of misused him for this WrestleMania because he, he seems to be over already. And I think they should have used him in a better capacity than the storyline he's in. Um, but they they are searching for their next superstar because it looks like John Cena's on his way out, too. Yeah, well, so you already have, you know, you have Roman Reigns already kind of, this will be his his coronation. Um, but fans haven't adapted have, to him yet. It, I know. It's a mix, mix emotions out there. Yeah, I, I think that at some point they're going to flip the switch and, uh, you know, they'll either give up on him and they'll push somebody else or they'll figure out what is the right thing to do with him and then, you know, They'll, they'll, I, I'm hoping they'll turn him heel, and then you know we can use those booze to make more money with him. But um, Asuka is going against uh, Charlotte Flair, and she's undefeated, so that's, that's a big storyline right now. Yeah, um, and then Daniel Bryan coming back off of um, his, you know, he retired two years ago uh, due to concussions, and he was just cleared, and they've already put him in a match and. I was actually reading earlier today that um, him being cleared to wrestle and being back has actually been a huge boost to ticket sales for WrestleMania. What's so special about Daniel Bryan? Because from a uh, from a distance, he he looks like a redneck with a beard and a flannel. Like I mean, the way he dresses, what what endures him to a wrestling fan? Like I mean, he, he doesn't have that typical. I think you just said it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I can relate to him. Yeah, I, I, I'm being honest because like he doesn't have the the typical appeal that uh, a star does, but people love Daniel Bryan. What is it? His connection with the uh, WWE universe? Well, he's he's not he's definitely not a redneck. Once you hear him open his mouth, but he, he he it's definitely that thing. He's the he's the everyman. He's the he's the one that people can relate to. You know, and his you know his authenticity comes kind of comes through when he's when he's performing, and and then he's also just really good. You know, his in-ring work is really solid. All right, so I'm going to give you some names, and I want to, I want you to give me, on the way out of WrestleMania, they're going to be a bigger star or the storyline's going in their favor, or they're, they're, I don't want to say the curtain's going down on them, but uh, going to take a different route. We're going to start off with uh, Alexis uh, Bliss really quickly. Um, on paper, it would look like a fight she can't win. Uh, but she's so popular. Where do you where do you think she leaves uh, WrestleMania? Uh, well, I think I think she loses. Um, I think she loses because they want they're going to want to keep this 
Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax feud going. And I think if she wins and retains in their first matchup, you know, the feud's dead right there. Unless, the only way I see her going over is if she cheats. But, you know, otherwise, I think Nia, I think it's a pretty good bet that Nia Jax wins. All right, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Brock Lesnar. Uh, are they going to let him go out on top because this might be the last match? Or uh, do you think Brock, you know, just because what we know about Brock from what other people say, uh, do you think he even allows Vince McMahon and the WWE to, to write him off like that? Um, I don't think he has as much creative control as people think he does. I think he has creative control over what he does in the match. But I think the one person with a bigger ego in the back than him is, is Vince McMahon. And I don't, I mean, I think if, even if he tried to go into business for himself and make something else happen, I mean, I think you'd see another, uh, you know, when Bret Hart tried to go into business for himself and Vince came out and screwed him. I think, I'm, I think Brock goes out on his back, especially since we know, you know, that he's leaving, um, you know, and so they can finally put the title on, Roman and finally have someone beat Brock because no one's beat Brock in you know like three years. Now I have to admit uh, I saw a press release that came on my desk. Um, this thing's supposed to be five hours. That's a little too long, even for a wrestling fan. Do you think five hours a WrestleMania event that's too long? Yeah, it was. It's exhausting. <laughs> it was. It was. We were all uh, exhausted last year. It was really long. I mean. So I think the main card starts at seven, and the, the there's like a two hour pre show before that. And it, it, I'm I'm under the impression that we are going to get Undertaker John Cena. So with that, we'll have 14 matches, which it's just kind of uh, it's too much. Is that but, counting the two battle royals? Because you got the fabulous Moolah battle royal and the Andre the Giant battle royal too. Yeah, no, it's, that's counting those as well. Jeez, that's a lot of fighting, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah so Cody. He admits he's not a huge wrestling fan. I can look at I just, Anthony I just Burns. Don't, I, don't under, I don't understand it. Dude, I, you got to go to one live. Got, I never got into it. Got to go to one live, and that'll you change know? you, man. So it, I, 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 I believe the, if the I went to one, I'd think it was cool. I think the thing is that you got to realize that it, it, has more, it has more in common with, like, with theater or, like, regular TV than it does UFC. So like, if, if you go in there thinking it's a show and that it's not trying to pretend to be real fighting... Um, that, that that helps. Yeah, there's like a whole storyline behind it. Like I said, I just never, I never got into it. So, like you guys are speaking a foreign language, I don't know anyone's names. It's so much easier to to like something when you can relate to it. And I just don't, you know what I mean. I don't know anything about it, so it's hard for me to like kind of understand, you know, what's going on. Now, lastly, though, to convince Cody, there are some WrestleMania <laughs> drinking games out there. Can you can you refer to some of uh, some of the things that will happen on Sunday that requires you to sound take like a an shot? Alcoholic. <laughs> oh man! Okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I wasn't I, I wasn't ready for that. I've seen seven different versions of WrestleMania drinking games over a five hour span where you would get drunk. But I didn't know if you knew of any. So I feel uh, like if you're watching creative. anything for five hours, you're going to get drunk. You know. <laughs> I didn't know if you knew yeah, of any. It's long enough. You don't need a game. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a game anymore. I can't even. Three hours. I'd be completely shit faced. Drink for five hours. <laughs> Challenge yourself. What, what are some of the things that happen that uh, require a shot, or something that we know will happen in WrestleMania that should be worthy of taking a shot when it happens? 
Well, obviously, easily easily enough. Anytime someone gets pinned, uh, that's that's an easy one. Um, we have two over the top battle royals, so you could do one anytime someone gets eliminated. Oh my uh, god, that's if, alcohol if, poison. If you do that, if you do that, you're going to be drunk before the tree shows over. <laughs> um, anytime Michael Cole says something is vintage, you know he'll say uh, vintage AJ Styles uh, stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's, I, it's, it's hard. I don't even know if I'd want to just, I, I, it's so long. I don't even know if I'd want to try to keep track. Right. You should be doing shots of Red Bull to make it to the end of the night. Sounds super great. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you for coming in here and, uh, sharing your WrestleMania thoughts with us. And, uh, I'm actually going to watch it Sunday night and, uh, have some thoughts on it, but I thought it's been overall a pretty good year. For wrestling, I thought some of the storylines were great. I'm excited for Brock Lesnar to get out of this this thing and, and try to see where uh, WWE takes us. I got I got one question for you, Josh, and this is kind of not really related. Have you ever heard okay. of a YouTube show called The Hot Ones? Uh, is that where all the different people like try hot sauces? So stuff? they eat chicken wings with the hot sauces. There are two episodes, one with Chris Jericho, one with Sasha Banks. Highly recommend that you watch both of them. Banks puts Jericho to shame. I'm just saying. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> he's, he's 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 old. So what do you want? Yeah, but uh, I, anyways, if you haven't checked him out, check it out. It's actually it's actually <laughs> oh, pretty funny. You. Now I know you're really quickly. I know you're going to be in Chicago. Is there a top rope review show pre-show for WrestleMania? Or are you guys just going to cover it the following week? I know you're you're rushing back from Chicago. <laughs> To uh, get back well, here, yeah. There, so there's no way that we would not uh, broadcast on WrestleMania. So uh, Tabitha and I will be in Chicago, but uh, Jacob, Mike, and Joe will still be doing a show. And actually, this week we're not uh, at four; we're going to be at three o'clock uh, from three to four instead of four to five because because of WrestleMania. So that way we have a chance to uh, record, broadcast, and then get you know settled in for the event. And I'll probably call it too, so I'll be on while I'm riding the train back. <laughs> All right. Well, you take care. Uh, give a shout out uh, where people can find you on Facebook, Top Rope Review. Yeah, uh, we're Top Rope Review on all social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And then we also have uh, everything under one roof at topropereview.com. All right. You take care, Josh. Enjoy your trip in uh, Chicago, the best town in the freaking world. And then uh, have a good happy WrestleMania or happy Rusoff Day, as uh, wrestling fans would know. And I will talk to you soon. Yeah, happy anniversary, guys. Oh, thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you. All right. Really quickly, a one-song break. On the other side, Eric DeLeon. Stick around for it. One of the best boxers in the world currently. Welcome back. All right, we are going to none other than undefeated boxer Eric DeLeon. Uh, I'm call him up right now. <laughs> you were terrible at those segues. I know. I didn't say I was good at them. Never said I was good at them. This is a C plus show with when I when I'm running it. It's passing. Hello. <laughs> hey, Eric. You're live on the undercard. How are you? Yeah, how you doing? Good. We are joined by Eric DeLeon, uh, undefeated from Detroit, Michigan, and uh, making us super proud. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. Thanks for having me. 
All right. Uh, we got to start with a little bit of a sore wound here really quickly. We got to go over your last fight. Um, I'll right. be honest, really quickly against Andy uh, Venice, right? Or Vin- Vences? Yeah. Vences, yeah, yeah. V- Vences. Mm-hmm. Um, I had you winning. I-, I thought it was close through five, and then the next five, I, I had you pulling away. Um, it comes back a draw, but doesn't hurt your career or anything. And you look like you belong with a list talent. So it's a win. Uh, did you, did you kind of feel that way that there was no way you were going to lose in this case because it was a draw against a plus a opponent and some people that watch it had you win in anyways. Correct. Yeah. Well, at first I felt, I felt a little bit upset because obviously I wanted to bring them belts back home and to all my people, all my family and friends. And I trained really hard for the fight, but, um, no, like you said, uh, after all, afterwards, I talked to my team and everyone and they made me feel better about it, obviously. But yeah, like you said, I had myself winning. I, I felt like I, I did a little bit more than him. I did enough to pull the W. I mean, I closed I closed strong. I finished strong. And I felt great. I finished the 10 rounds good. I felt like overall, I mean, he he did his thing, but I was the one that was the aggressor. I, I was slipping shots, blocking, and every time he would hit me, I would hit him with two or three shots. So bigger shots, power punches. So I thought I did enough, but I don't know. The judges made it a draw for some reason. I thought I would. I thought we would see Andy a little bit more aggressive. That was the the mo of him coming in. You guys were both undefeated, but I, I <laughs> thought I thought you were the one throwing the power punches, backing him up in the later rounds. You never know what the judges see because they're all seeing it from different angles. But was there a point during the seventh or eighth round where you thought I am pulling ahead? I mean, you never want to think that in a fight, but could you see a little shift even though it came back a draw? Yes, in the eighth round, I went back to the corner and I felt my rhythm. I had found my rhythm. Like you said, I was throwing bigger shots. I thought he was going to come and fight a little bit more. But he, um, no, he didn't. I mean, he did all that talking. And leading up to the fight, I kept, you know, my composure. I was cool. I just, I was focused on the fight. I, I didn't pay attention to anything that he was saying. And during the fight, like I said, in the eighth round, I felt like I was, I was leading up to the victory. I was, uh, I was doing, I was doing work. And I thought, you know, the not in the ninth and the tenth, I finished strong as well. So I thought I had done enough, but, uh, the judges, I guess, uh, made it a draw. Now I got to back you up here. I got to take you in a time machine. You said that you kept your cool during the talk. Uh, I watched your way in. Uh, I don't know what Andy said besides to you. <laughs> yeah, besides that, uh, that's an Eric DeLeon that I have not seen before. Uh, he said something to you. It clearly made you upset. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen you lose your cool. Uh, can you explain what happened there? Sure. And uh, after something like that happens because you're on such a high level, how do you go back to refocusing where it's not an anger fight, but you just get back to the basics? Right. Uh, real quick, I want to make it short and simple. I mean, like I said, you know, I go back to me being being cool about it, you know, staying focused all during training camp while he was running his mouth, saying that he was going to do this, he was going to do that. 
I was just ignoring them basically. But yeah, at weigh-ins, a day before weigh-ins, it was starting to, you know, get heated up. And then they, we had a press conference and we've seen each other face to face and they do the turn to the side, do the pictures. Well, I was the first one to turn to the side. They said, all right, that's enough. Look at, look over here this way for pictures. I was the first one obviously to look I, i'm not going to stare at my opponent for a minute like i'm not going to look at you all day well, there's no need for that when they tell you look to the side so i did as they that's what they told me they took a picture of me turning away so that's what got that's what got me they went live on the picture they went viral on the picture they put they posted it they said that Oh, you know, oh, I don't know, whatever they had said, I don't care. Some guys, some people were just saying, like, oh, yeah, like, they just put it out there. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to show you basically tomorrow or whenever I wins that I'm not I'm not coming to play. I'm going to come and do my job. Like, I'm ready. So I made weight, and I got right to his face, and I told him, like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to work. I'm going to knock you out tomorrow. You better stay there. And, uh, and then he was, we we're just going back and forth basically well you're 17 and 0 uh one draw like i said that draw doesn't hurt you at all the the most impressive thing about you eric and uh we welcome you on the undercard obviously you're always welcome here you represent thank detroit you. good thank you. uh anthony barnes is in the house too i, I know hey, you're Lonnie, good friends with up? anthony oh, um, what's up ab yeah a lot of times uh, a good amateur doesn't transition into a good professional but things we saw here in detroit you you put on a national level uh, just a couple Thanks. weeks ago, and it shows that you belong with the big boys. And if not, you are the big boy. Um, what what is the big transition between amateur and pro? Why were you able to do it well? And what what is that change? One of the main things is just me, um, basically myself. You know, as a fighter, you know. Every fighter knows when we're in the ring, it's it's just us, it's ourselves. Just I think overall, it's just my my motivation and my drive that I have. Besides the trainers or the training and the tournaments and all that, basically it's just me. You know, I since I was young, I always visioned something where I wanted to be, like having big fights or being on TV and. And working all the way, you know, all the way to the top, and uh, eventually to for a world title shot. So I'm, you know, I'm very happy. It's not easy. It hasn't been be, uh, easy at all. I mean, I had a lot of things to overcome, a lot of obstacles, adversity. I mean, I had a lot of ups and downs with injuries, trainers, and then stuff like that. But Overall, it's just my motivation, my self-motivation, me being focused and, and just trying, working hard, never giving up. That's basically it. Now, we wanted to also congratulate you, Rochelle. You had a congratulations for him. You want to give it? Uh, congratulations, Daddy. Yeah, you're going to be a dad, oh, a father. We yeah. saw you posted yeah. that. He daddy. No yeah. Money. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. appreciate that. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited and motivated, like I have said before. You know, it's a, it's a really big blessing for me, and um, I'm I'm very uh, excited. Uh, I can't wait. I had found out uh, halfway between uh, halfway through training camp. I found out 
and that just made me push harder every day I would wake up I didn't tell no one and I I, I didn't tell no one it was hard for me to keep it to myself but during the fight actually I was thinking about that and that's later in the rounds and then in the corner they're like give me one more round like that you're 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 doing good just keep keep it up keep keep working hard keep pushing keep putting pressure and um yeah that woke me up but when I was thinking about it like oh we got little E coming. Well, I, I'm not sure if it's going to be a boy or a girl yet, but that was just a, another drive for me to just finish strong and just overall in life, just work harder. I'm, I'm very excited and happy that uh, I got on, a baby on, on, on the way. Now, I can't think of a boxer in um, around this area that I'd I'd rather wear on a shirt right now. No offense, Anthony Barnes, but <laughs> no, you, you have an active. Come on, now. you you have a, a shirt line out. Uh, not only that, Correct. it's super sharp. Tell us a little bit about this, um, uh, where people can get your merchandise and uh, follow your career because you're one of the good guys out there. They should be rooting for you. Thank you. Yes, basically, uh, it's a guy, it's a company from uh, L.A. Who's, uh, who makes who makes T-shirts. Uh, they, they got a, a brand. It's, it's all on my it's on my social media. They can follow me on uh, on Instagram at uh, Team De Leon One, and you can buy them on FitWarriorApparel.com. Uh, and they're they're actually very nice. They're neat. I like them. It's they got different ones. They they got hoodies. They got T-shirts, sweatshirts. Team De Leon on them. Uh, I believe with with a lion. You, you, everyone can check them out. I mean, they're good prices and they're really good quality T-shirts, hoodies, everything. I also got a new one that I told them to make, uh, the Detroit Tigers colors. Uh, it's uh, made in Detroit in honor of uh, the great Emmanuel Stewart, made in Detroit, and then just Eric DeLeon on the bottom. So, yeah, everyone should definitely check them out. They're really nice uh, T-shirts, and I'm very excited to team up with uh, Fit Warriors from uh, L.A. That All you got to do is just order them online, and they'll, they'll send them right to you. Yeah, we'll post the link uh, tomorrow on our on our Thank show, you. and uh, it's a, like I said, it's a shirt that you want to own. Um, Eric, you belong with the big boys. We we knew that Anthony Barnes has known that for a long time. He was your roommate Thank at Nationals. You. Thank you guys. Uh, yeah, you're, you're making us super yeah. proud. I know you're not in town right now, but when you do come in town, we want to have you in the studio. Uh, but we want to congratulate you. Like I said, that that draw. No worries, man. Uh, everything's right. still bright, and you showed that you belong there. Not only you belong there, you are there. And uh, like Thank I said, um, I had you win in the fight, and I, I, I do pride myself in a, the ability to separate myself from emotion. I really did think that you were pulling away at the end. Uh, I was sitting next to Frank Garza. We were down. We were out of town, actually, and uh, Garza, I think, had you pulling away too. We knew it was close in the beginning, yeah. but you were able to figure him out and uh, continue on. So, Eric, thank you so much for right. making Detroit proud. Oh, real quick, Eric. Thank you, guys. Yes, Eric, sir. If you What's have, up, bro? If you have a boy, is going to be Eric Junior? Uh, I was thinking about that actually, but I think if it's if it's I'm I'm aiming. I want that's what I want. I want a little boy. I think. Um, if I do have a boy, I'll probably his, I'll probably name him um, Lorenzo. Oh, okay, cool, very cool. <laughs> not not, af, not, a, not not after me. I don't know. 
<laughs> probably gonna be yeah we i still gotta figure it out i should find out in a few weeks but uh i appreciate you guys uh ab keep working hard can't wait to see you i know you're gonna Thank do you. great appreciate i know you're it. ready i know you're excited i know you can't wait to come back yeah, and man. put on for detroit and i know it's myself i'm motivated i'm more than happy and excited to be back to training and i can't wait to bring a title back to detroit all right. Awesome. Thank you so much. That is Eric DeLeon. I want to thank you for your time, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon. We'll have you in the studio soon. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. All thank right. you. Eric DeLeon, uh, currently uh, the cream of the crop from uh, the Michigan area, yeah. and uh, he's going to be bringing others behind him, though. Yeah, he's ready for HBO. Oh, easy. 100%. Dude, exciting. And didn't even uh, – dude, that's the first time I ever seen him lost, uh, lose his cool was weigh-ins. And uh, yeah. I, I was curious what he said. Usually like, if he has like, something to say, it's like in the pri- – you know, in private. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like It had to be good because Eric went from like zero to 60 and like like a Tesla. <laughs> he was in ready. Three point seconds, you know I mean? yeah. He was ready. Like you're, you're – you're not anxiety but you're super anxious. You yeah. know, just like uh, – I mean just anticipation really, you know, like for the fight and it's like – you're ready you know he's like let's just do it now you know whatever (laughs) that's freaking awesome and uh it's a good uh moment to mention um april 13th through 14th through 15th uh the metro detroit golden gloves is going on at burt's warehouse tick dollars advanced tickets uh come out and support the youth but if you want to go like so i guess a perfect weekend would be Go check out Anthony Barnes fighting pro at April 13th. April 13th. Friday the 13th, my lucky day. Right. And then go check out the amateurs on the 14th and 15th and see how the tournament ends. That would that would be an ultimate boxing weekend down in the D. The D. Um, it'd I'll be, be there. I'll be there Sunday. Yeah. For Sunday, I give away my uh, my trophy. my Which is so, the novice uh, the, trophy. Yeah, the novice, uh, like. Kind of like the fighter of the tournament, novice division. It's called the Silver Trophy. Um, so definitely giving that out again this year. And Lots of history with the Silver a lot, Trophy. A lot. Ta- talk about uh, the history oh, of the Silver Trophy. Oh, my God. Don't put me on the spot. Joe um, Lewis won it, right? Yeah, Joe Lewis won it. Um, and the, so I guess um, the story behind the trophy is whoever, whatever novice fighter won that trophy, that meant they were going to be somebody someday. So, you know, in the sport of boxing. So, um I think I've given out twice so far, and I think every every person that won it um, thus far has either won nationals or um, what have you. So, um, you know, I I think it's uh, it's getting there. It's getting there. I no, think, it's I think great. it's true. You know, I love that uh, you you do a trophy. Tony Harrison does a trophy. I, I, dude, I I like the accolades these these people deserve it, and uh, you know. Amateur boxing isn't where it was when Emmanuel was around. We know we know that, and but you got enough people working in the right direction, and it'll get there again. And that's the future. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it, it's it's like anything else, up and down, up and down. But um, right now, we have a lot of fighters in Detroit, um, a lot of pros. And just because there's a lot of pros, it means it's going to be more amateurs, people just watching and wanting to do what they do. So uh, it's going to pick up again, uh, definitely. So. Um, you know, we'll have to see what happens this year at the Golden Gloves, but I'm excited for it. Uh, Anthony Barnes. It is anthonybarnesboxing.com. Yeah. And uh, you can get – your shirts are on there too, right? I, I think so, they yeah. They used to be. Yeah, yeah I, I, don't, I, I think yeah, they sure. still are. Yeah. And actually, you're the, your shirt 
is an amazing design too. But you know, the Eric Delion shirt is cool too. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I wear your shirt everywhere. See, this dude. is the thing. It's like my I have I have like the the Kronk boxing, you know, traditional like training camp yep. shirt, which is pretty cool. Your dad a lot, gave a lot me of people that want me. those, you yeah. know, just because it is you know the gym and stuff. Um, people like my t shirts, uh, my black ones with AB on front because it's just like you know they're like pre shrunk and you know they're just nice. So people wear those out, but. Eric DeLeon, he that's that's the man right now. You know what I mean? So I mean he's 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 a man. I mean he has a painting, he has a mural in southwest Detroit on the side of like a bridge. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that's super cool. Yep. So um I mean, you know, he's just he's the next one. He's getting the title next, period. And, so and the great thing about that is that brings up the next uh amount of talent. Uh we did uh a tradition that happens every uh year anniversary as we give away the Miss Undercard Award. Um, this year it goes to Liz Perez. Uh, Liz Perez worked for us for two years, took some time off and then came back and now has worked a year for us. So she is the official winner of the, uh, Miss Undercard. Why is she not here? I don't know. <laughs> she can't be Miss Undercard. No, she's celebrating. Undercard. She's celebrating. She's celebrating. Oh, she's you can't, you can't accept the award if you're not here. I came to accept it on her behalf. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. But I she is officially noticed. the Miss Undercard, and right. hopefully she is listening and she knows about it. If not, I'll message her quickly. Okay. Uh, we had such a, a big show uh, that I couldn't get to it. But it, it's been a great five years. I want to thank Rochelle. I want to thank Jimmy. I want to thank our uh, new co-host, Cody, uh, for probably giving us some, I don't know, some interest. No, Gravitas? That, that and ad- adrenaline to continue on. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. we needed that. Injection. Anthony Barnes for yep. always being Anthony Barnes, AB. The and, best. Um, <laughs> you know, just helping out. Uh, we got to wrap it up. But uh, like Jimmy said, who knows? Another five years? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? We're working this, on year six. This first five went by like that. Yeah. So. No, it didn't. Yeah, it, yeah, it did. <laughs> Till then. It really did. Till then, they better come out and support me. Uh, right, yeah, right. Yeah, it's oh, really, it's really yeah, the right. most important thing. Yeah, <laughs> really quickly again, April 13th, it's happening at the Soundboard. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com. I talked to Carlos, the promoter. There's less than 200 tickets available to see Anthony Burns. Very limited. Winford Harris is the main event. Uh, yeah. Also another talented guy. Super ha- talented. Hot boy. Um, so get your tickets. We'll see everybody next week. Take care. <laughs>